the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And uh, we see every day the need for people to step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office if we're going to save our freedom uh, in our country. It's now time to uh, do a mic check. Because we have two mics on the show with us today. Uh, my co-host this week is, uh, is Mike Cargyle, who is uh, running against uh, Norma Torres, the uh, communist from Guatemala, for, for Congress again in, in, 2020, in 2022. And uh, Mike Morell, one of our favorites, uh, he was a former state senator. And uh, the thing about Mike is he's not just you know, a politician, I'm in favor of this bill, I'm opposed to that bill, blah, blah, blah. But he really sees the larger historical and cultural perspective in which politics takes place. So we're always pleased to hear from, hear what Mike has to say about things. Welcome to the show, Mike and Mike. It's a pleasure to be here, Greg. Thank you well, so much. Yeah, you know, amen to that. Thanks, Greg. Well, the first issue we're going to talk about, and this is what kind of led me to... Uh, reach out to uh, Mike Morell and see if he could be on the show today, was he had sent me a text asking about Chad Mays' district. Chad Mays is the turncoat Republican who, uh, he was already a turncoat Republican when he was still a Republican, but then with just a few days left to go before the filing deadline in uh, 2020, for the 2020 election, bolted the party and ran as an independent, and they were all, they were to get a Republican, but he still managed to win. So he's not running again. And Mike says, well, do you know somebody who might be interested in running? It is a D plus three district, and we've just finished redistricting, which happens every 10 years, and they were way late this time because the Census Department was way late in issuing the data for states to do their reapportionment and in california we have a supposed nonpartisan redistricting commission and after 2010 they did as good of a gerrymander for the democrats as democrats could have done this year it looked like it might be different when the first draft maps came out they were like almost fair they hurt some democrats and helped some democrats they hurt some republicans and helped some republicans then uh, they started trying to influence this and i think the democrats were much more successful at trying to, at influencing the nonpartisan, putting, I'm using air quotes with my fingers, a redistricting commission. Um, I remember I, I got, a, got a message from the local Republican Party two days before the deadline. Emergency, we need people to call into the redistricting commission to make changes. Two days before the deadline. Okay. Anyway, so we now have the final maps. And... Um, Mike Morella has some has some data on this. How do they look for first in the Inland Empire, then maybe we'll expand it uh, statewide? So your question is what? I kind of lost track of that myself. <laughs> no, <laughs> is yeah. how do the new district 
the new districts for Congress and State Senate and State Assembly look here in the Inland Empire? I don't think they look very good. Um, I think it's it's uh, political. When I went and saw some of the people on the um, uh, names on that committee, um, I looked them up to look at their party affiliations, but also even the ones that were some of them in my party, Republican Party, I looked to see, you know, what they were involved in and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, you had your social justice warriors and that sort of thing. So uh, almost everyone on that had some kind of a, uh, you know, thing that I saw in their bio that led me to believe that they had uh, leanings to the left. So I felt we were going to get uh, get taken uh, and it wouldn't be fair. And again, when you look at the lines, uh, they call it gerrymandering, but really a better word is jerry-rigging. And, and let me go back to 10 years ago, how this worked, because uh, I got redistricted uh, when I, I was in the assembly 10 years ago, as you remember, uh, uh, and I got uh, my house. They cut my, my neighborhood out of the district that I had been in. And here was the spirit on which this redistricting was supposed to be. Um, number one, you should not cut cities in half or lap over from one county to another county. It should be communities of interest. Like for an example, if you live in one and you shop in the other, I live in Ranch Cucamonga and we go to dinner over in Upland sometimes. That's a community of interest, right? Um, and then they weren't, they were supposed to be contiguous, right? Where they touch one another and, and city to city. So again, going back to 10 years and then I'll, I'll bring up to date what I think they've done this time um, is uh, they, again, they cut up Ranch Cucamonga and literally uh, I live um, about uh three blocks north of Lemon Street. So they cut everything north of Lemon Street out and everything west of Haven, and, and they put it up. Now, Upland, I had gotten out of seven candidates when I had ran the year before, or two years before, I had gotten 51% of Upland's vote. So that was a great uh, city for me. And what they did is they took my neighborhood, and then they went up through the mountains, through the National Forest, and they skipped the Republican cities of like Upland and San Dimas and Glendora. And then they came down through Monrovia and Duarte and went out to uh, the end in the, the end of Pasadena and the beginning of, uh, of, uh, of, um, of Glendale, which is not communities of interest. And so what happened is then my district that I was in had been like Upland Ranch, Cucamonga, then all the way out to Redlands and, and Loma Linda and San Bernardino. So, um, and you know, I had to live in my district um, to be able to run them. So they put me in a completely new district, you know, plenty of miles away from my home. So Joni and I made the decision to lease out our home and, uh, and go buy another one in my district so that I could run again. So, I mean, that was sort of a, a pain, but we did it. My Joni was, uh, was very, uh, you know, uh, cooperative in that. And she didn't like the way the districts were ran. And then the way they handled it for my constituents to advocate, they picked a Sunday afternoon at three o'clock 
for my constituents to come and advocate Sunday at three, but the Sunday they chose was Father's Day, you know, which getting people to come out on Sunday's tough at three o'clock is tough, but on Father's Day, you know what I'm saying? And so I felt like I felt like I got cheated out of that. And so I wasn't expecting much 10 years later as of this most recent one. And what I think they've done, remember, this is just a personal opinion. Um, I think they 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 took over Nolte's seat and they made it more Republican is what they did, um, which which for an example, um, I know Pete Aguilar was concerned that I was going to run for that congressional seat um, for a few years. And the reason I say I believe he was is when I was in the Senate and I was speaking at different places, uh, two of his staff members would show up to my speeches. So, um, you know, that kind of led me to believe that, you know, he was concerned about that. But what they did was... Mike, you give give great speeches. That must be the reason. (laughs) Hey, if you had seven years of high school, you'd give good speeches too. Seven years. But anyway, so, so if I talk too much, just cut me off. But anyway, so... They actually came down with Obernolte's district. It, it's the high desert like Victorville, Apple Valley, and then the mountains. But they even came down and scooped up the more conservative part of Redlands and all of Loma Linda for his district, which sort of cuts my Republican registration out if I wanted to run for that congressional district. And so what they did is they made it they made the congressional district district thirty one more uh it went from about eleven point uh, Democratic advantage to 22 points. And so, um, you know, that that is not a good thing. And and so really there was only two Republican, two possible Republican districts in the Inland Empire. And I don't recall the numbers. I think it's 40 or 41 and 33, but I could be wrong. But anyway, it's Jay Obernolte's district. Then the other one is Ken Calvert's, which takes in Norco, Corona, and then it kind of works its way uh, up through a real narrow path of the 215 over by Menifee, which is very conservative. And then it makes a right turn through the desert and goes out to uh, the Coachella Valley. And so that's going to be a Republican district. But all the other ones around have, have gone very Democrat. How's Calvert's district? In the draft maps I read, the first draft is that he he had gone to basically an even district. Did they, what happened you know what the final result is on his district? I do not know the final result. I remember looking at it and thinking, man, I'd love to run for that district. And then I, you know, checked to see who was in there now as Calvert. Um, but I, it, there was a slight advantage to Republican registration. And I'm, I'm, I'm only going by memory, but I believe it was approximately 2% to 3%, two and a half, something like that, advantage Republican registration, which is a pretty solid uh, Republican district. Because we're starting to win a lot of those independents and decline the states and uh, some of those other folks. So he's he's got a he's got a protected district for the next ten years. It looks like. Well, for ten years, but you you don't know how what's going to happen in terms of uh, inflow and outflow. So even if it starts off at R plus yeah. three, I know your former state senate district was was trending from a good solid R plus towards even or even a D plus. Over, yeah, well, when I time. when yeah when Bill Emerson had it, it was a, um, a I believe it was I'm going by memory 
I believe it was a 12-point Republican district, which is great. And when I ran, it was about three and a half points uh, Republican. And I was fortunate because I did win a lot of crossover votes. I exceeded the registration by, I think it was 13%. So that was a, a nice win. Uh, but anyway, right before they redrew districts, it was uh, slightly a little bit under 1% in favor of the Democrats. Um, so that's still a Republican district, but they've swapped that out too, and it's not the same district that it was, you know. And um, and I think it's going to be a little bit tougher district to win, but hopefully Rosa Alicia Bogue will, will do it. I know she's working hard to do it. So, um, yeah, so I feel like there's a lot of manipulation in it. And again, if you look, if the public takes a, just a look at the way they draw the maps, I mean, I think it would, I think it sends a message that there's something wrong here because um, it, it looks like manipulation in the way they they draw them and they curve them around and they go through narrow little paths and then they open up to a you know a wider range of um, area um, and so it's 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 really um, you know it's not a fair uh, way of doing things. No, and that was supposedly what it was going to be with this nonpartisan. Again, I'm using air quotes around the word nonpartisan uh, citizens redistricting commission. But you see the same kind of thing. You don't see I. You see this district you mentioned from Calvert, all the way from Norco and Corona circles around all the way out into the Palm Springs area. So they're dividing up that yeah. your own city, uh, Rancho Cucamonga, I understand, is divided in three districts. Yeah. Yeah, and and so uh, back when this first started, a friend of ours, I won't mention his name on the radio, but you know him, we both love him, uh, he applied to be on that commission. And when he got interviewed, he had not, I don't recall the exact word, but um, I don't want to call it politically correct training or sensitivity training. He had, uh, they just said he got into the second to the last round but they disqualify him because he had not taken any classes through his work on, you know, uh, I think it was things like uh, sensitivity training and those types of things. And so they eliminated him. So what they're looking for is people who have gone through, you know, that process um, of uh, sort of like our schools where they're, you know, indoctrination. This is uh, the right way how things should be done. But, of course, it's a very left-leaning way. And so, um, and so, you know, they, they sort of stack the deck, and that's why I would make a case probably many of those uh, people on both sides of the aisle on that probably have um, some liberal uh, tendencies. We need to take a break here, but this is – in one sense, it's very dry, it's like only you know, political gurus and junkies would be interested in, but this makes a huge difference, even though – the districts have to be almost exactly or very close to being the same population. How you draw those lines can have a big effect on how many D's or how many R's get sent to Congress or to the state or to the state legislature. But let's take a break here and hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Planet Home Lending, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, heard weekends right here on AM590 The Answer. 
If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We're talking to, we have two mics today. Uh, We have uh, Mike Morrell, former state senator. We've been talking about the dry but very important subject of Redistricting, which has now been completed in California. And also we have Mike Cargill, who's been way, way too talkative thus far in the show. And we'll see maybe we can get, you know, let him weigh in at some point. So I guess kind of two questions to kind of wrap up our redistricting is, do you have any information about how the redistricting looks for the House of Representatives and the Republicans statewide? Because he picked up about, I think we picked up four, regained four seats in 2020 that we had lost in uh, 2018? Well, I heard Jessica Patterson, who is the chair of the Republican Party, uh, mention that same thing. We did pick up four last time around, um, and she thinks we might be able to pick up two more. However, um, 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 as I looked at those maps, some of them, you know, I, I didn't study them. I just glanced at them carefully. I think, you know, we've got a couple in Orange County. We're going to be able to keep those that we got back, Young Kims and Michelle Stills. Um, Katie Porter, I know she has $13 million in the bank, as you mentioned, uh, which is a huge war chest. But I think her uh, um, district could, could be winnable with the right candidate who can raise a lot of money. Um, so we have some hope there. But then up in the Central Valley, I think we've got a couple uh, of districts up there that could be sort of tough for the Republican Party. So um, my guess is, I, I hope Jessica Patterson is right, that we, 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 we have the ability to possibly pick up two additional seats. That would be a, a really shot in the arm. But I'm going to guess we're going to, uh, we've got 11 right now. And my guess is we're going we're gonna to keep it right about 11, I hope. But, you know, one thing on this redistricting, yeah, it's, it's really, uh, I don't think it, it is a fair system. I don't know how you make it fair when you have people with, you know, uh, agendas. But, you know, in Hawaii, um, I read recently, about two years ago, that there's a state legislator who uh, got elected, and he's the first Republican uh, in the entire state in like the past four years. So, I mean, they actually, if that article was correct, they have they had actually in their state legislature, their assembly and their Senate, not one Republican. Um, um, but now they have one. And I, I got to tell you, if, if we don't get uh, busy and we don't uh, make the case, like Churchill made the case, uh, why Hitler had to go, but we have to make the case on why guys like Gavin need to go and we have to get people of faith and conservatives and business owners involved. 
uh, I don't want to end up like Hawaii, where we do not have any Republicans in the Senate or the Assembly. I don't think that's going to happen. But the other side of the coin, when I first got to the Senate, um, Mark and Mike, there was 14 of us. And um, then this last election, after I left, uh, we're down to nine. And so we've lost five seats in the last four years. Um, and so, uh, you know, we, we've, we've got to do this. Again, redistricting is a big challenge to us. It's a big hurdle to get over. But I still think uh, we, we can make the case. I think Biden has been good for the Republican Party. I think uh, Gavin Newsom, with all his mess-ups and trying to add much more, many more taxes on I think I think he's given us ammunition. It's just whether or not the party and us Republicans will clearly communicate those things to the voters. And if we do, and if we make that case, then I, I do think there there's some uh, there's some hope for California. I'll shift gears slightly here, and uh, picking up on what you just said, we've seen the things with the problems in California with homelessness and crime. I just recently read an article that in the SF Bay Area, people are starting to leave their cars open. They would the, the uh, SUV type vehicle that has a, a back hatch. They would literally they would park the car and they would literally leave that back door open because they did not want people to break into their car. They wanted to just leave it open. Fine, look through there, take whatever you want. Just don't break into my car. What would it take? Yeah. And I, mean, I think we've, we've kind of asked this question among ourselves, is what would it take to get your Democrat-leaning voter to go, you know, this is so bad, I'm going to go to the absolutely extreme step of voting for a Republican? Well, again, I think, you know, we've got to do, remember, Churchill got cast out of Parliament. And so for seven years, he went up because uh, he did not want to make peace with Hitler. And so the people in Britain, after coming fairly recently out of World War I, uh, didn't want that death and destruction. So they wanted Chamberlain because Chamberlain wanted to make peace. But um, Churchill didn't trust Hitler. And uh, for seven years, went up and down the British Isles, uh, speaking to groups as small as five people and more. And he, the case, he made the case seven years. It was called his wilderness years. And then finally, when Hitler and Chamberlain made a peace treaty for Czechoslovakia, after that was made three weeks later, Hitler invades Czechoslovakia. And now he's on his way to France. The um, uh, British people realized Hitler would take France. And then the next step would be Great Britain. And so they drafted uh, Churchill, you see. And so I think the thing is, is um, you look at him or you look at Reagan, the great communicator. I think what we have to do is we have to be like Reagan's and Churchill's. We have to go out and make the case and not and not just the um, uh, politicians, even though we're the ones that have to do the best job at it. But also conservatives, we have to go out. We have to talk, um, you know, the politically correct movement has always been around for millennials and uh it's been called different things but it's it's it it's it's a good sign it means the other side can't win the argument so they try to shut us up through politically correct speech and you know calling us names and that sort of thing and we cannot i have many friends many good people of faith and uh they sort of have bought into this so they don't want to offend anybody 
But, you know, we're talking about saving our country. So citizens, remember, the Declaration of Independence talks about the consent of the governed. First time that we're not governed by a king, but we give our consent to who we want to rule over us. And then the Constitution starts out, uh, 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 we the people, which is a serious thing. And so we the people have to take back our state and our country. We have to engage. We have to talk about these things. But it does start with politicians making a better case. We have to make a better case because right now we've got a lot of ammunition. You know, our speech is being censored by big tech. I have done some speeches. I did one at a Christian rock concert of about 8,000 young kids and newly married couples. Nobody was over 35. And I hit this thing about we've got to support law enforcement to protect over our children. Mike, I'm going to have to to step in here because you you can't see the clock, but we are up against a hard break here, and we were going to continue this discussion after the break here. And so, everyone, please stay tuned for this exciting second half of Unite, i.e. radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we're doing a mic check here today on the show. We have uh, a co-host, uh, Mike Cargill, and maybe we'll let him say something in this uh, in the second half of the show. And we have as our guest, uh, Mike Morell, former state senator, and uh, picking up our discussion before the break, we we started off with, well, you look at things are so bad in California, for example, the people in the San Francisco Bay Area are leaving the back door, the, ha- the, the hatch door of their SUV or their van open because they don't want people to break into the car. Things are that bad. And then the question was, what will it take to get people Democrat, otherwise people that have been voting Democrat, to do take the absolutely extreme step of voting for Republican to do something different. And you were answering that, and you can pick it up. Okay, so yeah. So I think we have an opportunity if we communicate our message um, against Biden 
uh, 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 Gavin Newsom. Uh, I mean, we are having our speech censored by big tech. Um, these guys, the elimination of law enforcement. Um, I had a young uh, police officer over the house the other night for dinner, uh, and just how discouraged they are. We're, I mean, he just arrested a guy the other day for breaking into a car, and the guy was on probation for like six different felonies, right? He's on probation, meaning he's supposed to be good. And so, you know, they should take that guy and lock him back up. And he was out on the street in 24 hours. And, and this young friend of mine, he, when he was younger, he saw on the side of the police car to protect and serve. And so that was sort of his goal for his life. He loves America and he wants to protect and serve and he became a police officer, but he's very discouraged right now because, um, you know, no bail. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And so uh, one of the things I started to say, I was out, was invited to a Christian rock concert with all these young people and, and young married couples between 25 and 35. And so I just, I, I, I threw out two things just to see how they would respond and I talked about the elimination of our law enforcement and how we need law enforcement to protect over our, 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 not the criminals, but our children and law-abiding citizens. And they, they, I mean, they went crazy. They loved it. And, and I mean, they just, they, they were happy with that. The second thing I talked about, because I wanted to see where, take a temperature reading, but I talked about the uh, school and, you know, how, we're not going to be able to compete in a global economy. I mean, California ranks towards the bottom. Um, and America used to be one of the top in education. Now we, we rank, I don't know, 14th or 19th. I don't remember. I guess worse, where, much worse. I guess near the bottom. He was much worse than that. Yeah. And, you know, the, the sexualization of our youth. Um, and, but the biggest thing is they are intentionally, these schools are um, alienating, alienating parents and removing the parental decision-making from them. And I've seen that with some bills that I've had. And so I think the thing is, that's why parents are starting to show up at school board meetings. So there is, there is a movement afoot, I believe. And so we have to capitalize on that and point out what's happened with democratic control. And then we have to sell what our message is going to be. And again, I think that message, there's, there's two really important things we, we have to do. Number one, we need to remind people we need to pray for our country. You know, um, I, I remember it was um, um, Samuel Adams who lends us some wisdom. He said, we shall never be abandoned by heaven while we act worthy of its aid and protection. And so I think it's a good time to be calling upon our uh, maker to, to have mercy on us. But the other practical side is, look, at we have to restore the political principles of limited constitutional government. Those, that is not a living document. The Democrats like to say that so they can say truth changes. But the Constitution rests upon the Declaration of Independence. And the very first paragraph talks about it's based on the laws of nature and of nature's God. Meaning, the next sentence says, we hold these truths to be self-evident. It means there is self-evident truth. It's not moral relativism. It's based on the laws of nature and nature's God, meaning it's based on observing human nature. It's based on history. And where did these laws come from? Well, it came from the God of nature. And so uh, the other hey, Mike, thing, too. Mike, these, I, I, yeah. I just want to ask you a question real quick. What's your, 
what you're saying right there uh, touches on something that uh, you and I both agree on. We're both Christians and and we both uh, support Judeo-Christian principles. The problem, a lot of people that I'm encountering right now is their frustration with the Republican Party, not upholding those values, that the platform of the Republican Party is separate from the leadership of the Republican Party, that Jessica Patterson, that Kevin McCarthy, these people want to move the party from that moral high ground to the left, and they want it to be a big tent. They want it to have a large homosexual following. They're okay with the sexualization of children. This was something that they had a real problem with me last cycle on, is the defense of the biblical definition of marriage and my support of the nuclear family. My question to you is, do you think that is the reason we've lost so many seats because we are not holding to the principles of the platform of the Republican Party and our conservative values? Absolutely. And I I like the word conservative values, but I'd rather use the word constitutional principles because um, sometimes conservative, the word, you know, that conjures up an idea. But those constitutional principles, very few people um, even understand them and know them. And, and, and what happens when you have the people like you mentioned um, that they go their own way, what they are saying that they that they possess a superior wisdom to that of, of uh, Thomas Jefferson or James Madison or Alexander Hamilton, and, and, and they don't, you know. And so we have to restore those. That's what made America the greatest country on earth and the freest country. And so that is a big problem that we have within the party. But here, here's the second problem. When you have good people that believe in these things, um, I, I've seen it. I just talked to a gentleman last Friday, um, um, had lunch with him, and he used to be involved with the Republican Party, but he saw it taken over by by people like Jeff, you know, who don't who don't possess the same political principles. And by the way, if you don't understand and have political principles, there's no way you can have convictions where you're going to stand on the side of right. You Amen. see, that's why they're so important, and so that's why these guys are, you know, they'll they'll go to the left or go to the right because they're just trying to stay elected. They're putting their you know finger in the wind. And hope that, you know, they're going to go the way the wind blows. But we need people with convictions who, you know, who stand upon those truths. And so um, I was talking to my friend and he got disgusted and left the Republican Party. And I said, and, you know, he used to be a police officer and he's a tough guy. And I remember he, he got he had to finally leave the police department because he'd been shot four different times. <laughs> you know? And he's a patriotic guy. And I go, why would you run? Why would you run? Why do you run? You, you should be in there fighting against those guys to get rid of those guys we have to take our party back since when do us men and people of principle run and say well i'm tired and i'm going to go jump ship and do something else and take my ball and go home and so one of the things some of the one of the people you mentioned um i have actually been in a tug of war with her and um i don't think she likes me because um she's ignored me when she's seen me before (laughs) but it's because i I, hey that's my party just as much as it is hers but i want to restore those those i I love our our platform and i don't want to see it change and so um i think we got to get good people back you know we got to take back our ground like even right now um there are a lot of people leaving california but i mean you know they're going to texas which not I, i like texas other than the weather sucks yeah, um, the, the movers are coming over to my place this afternoon. 
<laughs> so, oh, hey, yeah. California is a great state. You found a we U-Haul? Go bad. <laughs> well, anyway, we need to take our state back. That's what I'm trying to say. And um, and by doing that, we have to train others on these things. As, as I think Greg knew, I used to train uh, college uh uh, political science majors who were both liberal and conservative, and it was a great program. And I mean, we changed a lot of minds on that stuff. So you know, our job is continue to to do that. Um, but anyway, hopefully that answers your question, Mike. We just need we just need to step up and take it back from these guys because there's always going to be a tug of war between good and evil. Remember, Lincoln had it in his party. Um, if you remember, in 1858, he ran against Stephen Douglas for the Senate. He did the slavery issue. Uh, he lost. Well, Mike, I don't know about you, but not all of us are were, were around at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I well, said we were looking for wisdom, and we found it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm talking too much. But listen, he came back in 1860, and they still didn't want him the Republicans. At the Republican convention— the first two votes, uh, Seward got the majority of the votes, but not enough to win the nomination because the people were going, you know, this Lincoln's going to bring back the slavery issue, right? He's going to bring it back up. He loses the Senate. You know, he loses a few other things. Now he's running for president and he loses the first two votes at the Republican National Convention. Finally, the third time around, he sneaks in and he wins. And then the rest is history because that was a man of principle. And so the thing is, is he didn't give he didn't give up and that's that's what we, we have to go back and we have to take back that ground that was taken we have to talk you know the greatest thing we can do is speak out and and talk about these important issues you know what i mean and we have to make the case on why we have to limit government's power and why we have to restore it back to local municipalities and why parents need to be involved in decision-making in their schools, and why law enforcement needs to be out on the street putting criminals back in jail, punishing them to protect over our children and our law-abiding citizens. And so I think, I think right now we have some great, great uh, talking points that we can do. We just have to get more of us to do it. Well, and I don't think it's just talking points. You know, we need walking points. We need people doing things where they're very frustrated. You've talked about the frustration of the family. You know, most of the people I encounter that uh, Latino, Hispanic community, they are conservative. They already possess intrinsically the values you and I possess. I mean, it's a truism that, that, you know, Hispanic values are Republican values, but we have not messaged that at all. And it's, it's very frustrating. Go ahead. Trading to me, you asked me a question earlier at one of the breaks. So how do we do that? Number one, we have lacked a plan. You've heard the saying, most people never plan to fail, but fail a plan. I tried for the whole time I was in the Senate uh, to get the Senate to adopt a plan. Uh, and it was twofold. It's how to, uh, if you already are in office, how to keep your seat. And one of the, I lead off with a saying by General Schwarzkopf that it's better to sweat during peacetime than have to bleed during war. And so the day after you win your election, you got to get back and start campaigning again, service your constituents in an excellent manner to keep your seat. But also, we didn't have a plan. to. We have a kind of a crummy little, you know, half-day seminar how to win an election. But, I mean, I, I, I have these candidates call me. There was one 
last election. And um, but let me back up. When I ran, when I first met Greg, um, what I did, and it's harder during COVID, but what I did um, back 10, 11 years ago, I started knocking doors 14 months out from my primary election, 14 months out. The first day I walked, it was 90 degrees in Grand Terrace at the Hilly Town, and I walked for six hours. And I remember thinking, if I can walk six hours in 90-degree heat in a hilly community, I can do this, you know? So anyway, to make a long story short, and I ended up winning pretty big. Um, that's not the only reason I won. I had other things working on my campaign, but that was a huge thing. So last election, this young man calls me, and he's running over in the Norco Corona area against a, a formidable Democrat. And I said, how's your walking game doing? And he said, we're starting this weekend. And that weekend was three weeks out from the election. And so, again, most people never plan to fail, but fail to plan. So I think the thing is we have to train these people better. We have to get them earlier. I mean, I've got people calling me now, even as of this morning, uh, I got an email from a lady who wants to talk about running for a certain seat, you know, and what she needs to do. And, 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 and so we, we have to get better at planning. When I, again, when I ran, I'll be honest with you, I, I started, um, sort of four or five years. Mike, now, let me you know, again be rude to interrupt here. We need to, we need to take a break here and hear from our sponsor for uh, this half of Unite IE Radio, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we've been talking about some of the reasons why the polls private citizens need to uh, get involved. And Mike's going to give us an example in just a second, but we can't let the show go without giving another important example of where and how we need to get the private citizens involved. And that is with school choice. The Educational Freedom Act initiative is now out for a signature, and we're kind of behind where we need to be. But under this initiative, every child qualifies for a educational savings account of $14,000 per year. Parents can choose any accredited school, public or private, that they think is best for their children. And if you don't use all the money, you save it for college. But we need people to get out there and get those signatures so we can get children out of the government-run schools where we've been talking about. They're sexualized, dumbed down, and indoctrinated against the country and for socialism. So to volunteer, you can go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org, CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org, and uh, put in your, there's a volunteer, put in your information, and your county chair will contact you. We're asking for people to do two hours a week. That's not too much, given what people have done in the past for the, for our country. They've had to fight and die and bleed uh, for our country. Now you just got to go out in front of the Vons or wherever and collect signatures. For two hours a week. 
Now, Mike has an example he wanted to give Mike uh, Morrell of, what, again, showing why it's so important that uh, people get be involved in politics. Well, th- yeah, I'll, I'll do two things. Number one, to piggyback off of the school choice. Um, you know, everybody, uh, an NFL coach, um, a basketball player, professional, a CEO of a major uh, company, uh, they have to be competitive and they have to produce results or they lose their job. Education, this initiative that you're sponsoring, Greg, it makes things competitive. Competition's not a bad word. And we, we've taken competition away from the schools, And that's why we need uh, parental choice because it'll make schools, it'll raise the bar for everyone. You know what I mean? So I'll just leave it at that. But um, we need to make schools more competitive so they, they give our children better service, which results in a better education. But moving on to that, I just want to share one bill why citizens must be involved. We, we're all experiencing almost every night on the news, you hear about this uh, supply chain. You know, the ships are back off the coast, right? And, you know, things are falling apart and Biden's going to keep them open longer during the day. But if you notice, South Carolina has said, send your ships up here. We've got plenty of uh, people to handle this. And then Governor... Uh, from Florida, DeSantis said the same thing. You guys can drop your um, cargo off here. We've got plenty of truckers. Well, here's the challenge because we hear a lot of deceptions on this. And that's and I, and I just want to talk about this one little thing on the supply chain to show you why there's why we have to keep abreast of all these things because we're being played. Here's what happened a couple of years back. They had AB5, which was about raising the gas tax by approximately 70 cents a gallon and going to use it for the green initiative and stuff. Well, a couple of things in there with that bill had a lot of people didn't realize, but by this beginning of this year, uh, no trucks older than 2012, you know, the 18 wheelers could be on a road. And then there was another bill last year that said these people who are going to haul stuff um, uh, needed to join the union. And so what happens is you had truckers, Number one, thousands of trucks that were older than 2012, which were taken off the road. And a lot of truckers said, forget you, California. And so that is what, in my opinion, is the big, two biggest things. There are two Democratic bills that is affecting our supply chain. And so um, and other than that, we're hearing all sorts of other things that, you know, but if you do listen, it's because we have a shortage of truckers. But the reason why is because we have bad bills coming out of Sacramento because Florida and South Carolina and Texas, they're not having that problem. So I just want to share uh, this one little thing, why it's so important that we don't have our freedom taken from us. And we have to be active, vigilant, and brave, and really have to be involved um, um, searching out these things so we can leave an inheritance to our children's children of, of freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and and uh, and safe streets. So it's almost like so uh, the most important political office is that of the private citizen. I've heard that someplace before. <laughs> I don't, you should use that. Ab- yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Now, Mike's, Mike, Mike is part of a, of, of a relatively new group here in San Marino County that's doing good work. I know my group, the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, has been around for a while, also trying to motivate people into fulfilling their obligations. Mike, you're a part of the uh, San Marino County Patriots. What are you guys doing? Well, uh, basically, we're taking uh, our lead from Barack Obama. Barack Obama was extremely successful as a community organizer. What we're doing is what he did on steroids. We are mobilizing at the precinct and the neighborhood level. And we're working with Redlands Tea Party Patriots. We're working with a lot of different groups to do just what Mike Morrell said. We are going to mobilize the people. And we are going to do this in support of our constitutional values. And we're working with people who are independent, no party preference, which are usually frustrated Republicans. But this is this is how we are doing it. This is how we are changing school boards and city councils and fire boards and state assembly. It all comes back down like the old saying goes, politics is local. So we want to bring back an organizational structure that allows people to engage with their neighbors regarding politics. And this is how we're going to change it. And this is how we're going to hold it for the next generation. We have got to get out of this comfortable bubble where the Republican Party mobilizes right in front of an election and then everybody leaves and we have to reinvent the wheel every cycle. That's done. Dr. Laura Norton and I have created this, and I think it's going to be very, very successful. And give the URL where people can uh, connect with you. SBCountyPatriots.com. we got about one minute and 40 seconds left here before our final hard break. Poll out this week, 77% of Americans think the country's in decline. There's Democrats, Independents, and Republicans. And I think few, anyone who's knowledgeable, would connect with that. So in your final one, one minute and 30 seconds here, Mike Morrell, can we turn a nation in decline around and how? Well, a couple of things. I say two things. We, we need to pray. It's a good time to do that um, and uh, uh, um, ask for mercy. And the second thing is restore. First of all, learn our constitutional principles and then fight to restore them. And, and it's at a time we have a, a time right now that we have to do this for our, for our children and, and, and our grandchildren. And I just want to read something that Churchill says. I want to close with this and to listen very carefully to it, because this is during a time when you had the London Blitz going on. London, 57 consecutive nights had been bombed by the Nazis. And so Churchill says this, and, and I, I just love it because I think, I think it's how I want to end this um, to the citizens. And what we need to do and, and the huge responsibility we have to save our country. Churchill says this, uh, our future and that of many generations is at stake. We are sure that the character of human society will be shaped by the resolves we take and the deeds we do. We need not be well the fact that we have been called upon to face such a solemn responsibility. We may be proud and even rejoice amidst our tribulation that we have been born at this cardinal time for so great an age and so splendid an opportunity of service here below. Great way to end. Thank you, Mike and Mike. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite IE Radio.
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.